Hello? Anybody there? Oh, that's right. Nobody's there except me because Joe and Kenny felt too tired. They just had too much going on in life to decide to, you know, carve out that extra half hour to come and join me to talk for you. But you know who did show up? The person with the mostest and the bestest, and she's going to be a so much better co-host than Joe. It's actually Joe's better half, Allison. Allison, how are you? This is going to be so much fun. I have done zero prep work for this. So, um, you know, I'm just coming with that disclaimer, which is really difficult for me to admit. Well, but you've prepared as much as your husband does oftentimes. What's the question? Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be fine. So uh, we're, we're have here. Fun. Yeah, we're here together to just have a little fun to talk for a bit. Uh, hopefully, this won't be as disappointing for everybody. So, uh, and if it gets that way, you know what we'll do? We'll just talk about our other podcasts. So, if you really get tired of listening great. to this one, just stick around, and you'll find out where you can find more of me and more of Allison. <laughs> so, uh, what are you doing this evening? How is everything going on on the East Coast? There, we're good. We're just, you know, having a pretty boring night, but. What I really thought would be fun is to let your listeners get to know more about you without all of the distraction of those other two crazy guys. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Okay, yeah, shut up, Joe. Exactly. I mean, I say that a lot, actually. Mostly in my (laughs) head um, because he's sensitive. But that's true. He does weep rather easily. Oh, he's very sensitive. But, you know, okay, so that's actually a question that I can ask you is, do you consider yourself sensitive or not? (laughs) Why not? Let's talk. Let's just going to get right in there. Call me Barbara Walters. Wow. In real life. Yeah, I'm pretty sensitive. But um, uh, as far as the show goes, I'm, I'm not that sensitive. And I also have to admit that I was much more sensitive, I think, before I moved here or when I first moved out to, to the West Coast. And living in this disenchanted land of two-faced cynicism day in and day out has really chiseled away at the the, the, the positive aura of my soul, leaving behind this sort of withered and scoured old man who's just kind of grumpy. So I'm a little bit harder around the edges, a little bit less patient. Um, but you know what? Look, I still cry at puppy videos. So who doesn't? I know, right? So yeah, right. not as sensitive I mean, as Joe, though. I'll say that uh, no. he, he's he's a very very mm. tender boy. He is well, and you know it's funny. So I have known you for well, I've been married to Joe for ten years. We dated for about a year and a half. So with engagement, so let's say 11, 12 years. I've known yeah, you. Sounds about right. And I would say that even 10, nine, 10 years ago, you were much more sensitive than you are now and you lived out there then. So yeah. I, I wonder how much of it comes from age and experience and that wisdom and settling into who you are sure. and the, the cynicism of the <clears throat> duplicitous city in which you live. I, I, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, you know, I'm getting right. attacked on all sides from within and without. I'm just getting constantly um, yeah. bombarded by, by right? you know, just life and how difficult but you know boo hoo who's me boo oh well i mean we've all got it i mean i'm super open about the whole mental health crap in my own head so oh yeah no i'm always all all about that too but i uh, i certainly like to poke fun of myself but hey that's why god invented drugs right right (laughs) if you can't laugh at yourself we can just laugh at other people 
So try to laugh at yourself and be nice. That's right. Um, Smoke weed okay. every day. And that too, that always helps. Or that, yeah. you know, if you happen to live in a state that that's not still a crime. And, and you know, if, if all else fails. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. It, I've heard, I have heard, but you know, I am on ADHD meds. Ooh. I get my stimulants legally. It's nice. very exciting. Okay, okay, so cool. Okay. All right, next question. Yeah. What is the thing that you are most excited about when it comes to your kid? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I have two answers. One, uh, the serious one would be uh, waiting to see exactly what kind of a person he's going to be. Trying to understand and know is he going to have my sense of humor? Is he going to have no sense of humor? Is he going to, you know, be much more in touch and in tune? Or is he just going to be a dick? I don't know. I'm just very curious to see how he's going to land. Uh, the other thing I'm really excited for is for him to stop crying. I can't yeah, wait sure. for that. That's going to be yeah. cool. Um, love him. Yeah. I love him like anybody loves their kid. But I honestly don't know any parent who just giggles in excitement at the prospect of a, of a weeping infant. So, yeah. so one thing Joe and I started doing when Joe, when our, when Joey was little is he would cry. And, um, you know, when you like, it's politically incorrect, but Oh, the, 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 the tap in your mouth yeah. sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you do that when they're mid cry and it's hysterical. <laughs> So, okay, I'm going to try that tonight. Try that the next time you're kind of at your limit, just yeah. right on the mouth. And it, it's going to, it's going to help you. It's going to help okay. bring you down for a sec. I like, um, I like that. Yeah, that I, it's a good trick. It, it's a good little trick. It's just something we tried. We actually filmed it and um, I'll send you the video later. Sweet. But <laughs> so you're excited to see what kind of person he is when he gets older. What are you hoping to impart on him? What, pearls of your wisdom do you want to make sure that you give him oh i think the most important thing is just the golden rule you know treat others as you want to be treated my my primary task of raising a boy is to make sure that he is not a dick that's my thing you know it's like to, I, look I, i'm about to say a hot take here because there's a lot of you know progressive attitudes towards sex related work but the old joke used to be, if you're a dad and you had a daughter, the main thing is to keep her off the pole. And for me with a son, it's to make sure he's not a dick. So, you know, I just want to make sure he's a nice person. He's a good person. And that that's the big thing I want to impart. And I think the other thing would be don't take yourself so seriously. That's the big thing because I've taken a lot of myself seriously and it hindered me throughout much of my life. And I think just being able to laugh a little bit more at oneself and earlier on is just benefit added. Yeah, it's very similar to my hope for my kid, which is don't be an asshole, I um, you know, and uh, yeah, I think that's about, I mean, it, it would be nice if you could stay out of jail, at least until you're, you know, old enough to pay for your own bail, but. But look, if you're going to do anything, then do it before you're 18. So the jail time isn't as harsh. Mm -hmm. And if it's over 18, make sure you tr keep it to misdemeanors, misdemeanors. you know, yeah. um, don't let that thing follow you. Nothing right. where they consider flight risks and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. mess around with extradition. So, fingers yeah, crossed, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's the hope. It's the That's hope. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 
I am practicing this interview on the fly thing because mm. I I have a podcast, as you mentioned earlier in the show, but I'm thinking about starting a new one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> That's why my microphone sounds so good. But <clears throat> I am thinking about starting a new one that would be more personal, just for fun, passion project type of thing where I interview stand-up comedians oh, fun. about their stories. And so I like to switch between the the serious questions, the mm-hmm. what do you hope for your child kind of questions, sure. and then the funny questions. So what is a story that you have that you have never shared on the That Was Disappointing podcast before? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think you would have to go to uh, The Theft of the Walrus is how the story's called, and that involved a walrus actually that was across the street and maybe a house or two down from Joe, where he grew up in Pasadena. They had a walrus statue that was holding a sign that said welcome or something. We all thought that was dope. And uh, I think we told Lex about it later. He wasn't, I don't think, involved in the actual committing of the theft. It was me and a uh, and previous guest and friend of the show, Chris, where we rolled up in my car and for some reason, Chris conned me into being the guy to steal the walrus. And I thought it was going to be like a plaster of Paris walrus, you know, just grab him and go. That fucker Concrete. was heavy. It was solid. <laughs> and we got music blasting out of the car because we don't know how to be incognito. This is like mm-hmm. 2 a.m. And I'm I'm shuffling, trying to carry this thing. Probably that's what gave me a hernia in the first place. Probably. Got in the trunk of the car. We drove it then to the only place we knew that it would be safe to the back of McDougal's strip club because they had just cleaned out some stuff and they put uh, industrial fridges or something in the back. So we stash it inside one of the fridges because we're like, all right, we're going to leave it here until everything cools down. Then we'll come and get it later. Went back a few days later. All the fridges were gone. They had been hauled off to the scrapyard, as did our walrus. So we never knew what happened to it, but later on we talked to Joe and he said hey you know that's like so weird that walrus disappeared and we like oh yeah so about that <laughs> i have questions oh yes um one that is one of the most disappointing outcomes because i was actually hoping that the walrus was still somewhere that i could have said walrus for my garden i i wish but you know exactly but what I'm really curious about is, did you think that um, there was like going to be a lot of heat on the hot walrus theft ring? I mean, what kind of heat needed to die down for you to? We were we were very dumb. Uh, 21, maybe 20, 20, 21 year old kids. OK. And... Uh, we were, we, you know, I mean, look, we had just finished cruising over in that area. Uh, look, I'm not condoning what I did, but in Pasadena, Maryland, back then, there wasn't a lot to do. They hadn't built up as much, so there was a lot of forests and dead stretches of road between civilization. So what kids would do is, or at least me and some of my dumbass friends, is we'd go to 7-Eleven, we'd buy a couple 40s of Budweiser or Miller Lite or whatever, and just drive around smoking cigarettes and drinking 40s in the car because that was cool. And we were a couple 40s in, and we decided that this is a great idea to do. And then the same logic prevailed and said that, you know what? Clearly, people are going to be looking for this. I mean, they have to be. 
it's every gumshoe from here to Mississippi. Oh yeah, I heard it was the biggest the case. Like there was a I APB, mean, a Bolo, a probably a reward. I wonder. Law, that, I mean, things. I might still be able to claim the reward. You could. Now you probably that I know. could narc on me, and you know I they probably might have, could. They probably have raised the reward substantially by now, because you know after a while they keep doubling it. So, Sometimes, yeah. some, I mean, we might have to just do a quick callback to that extradition word <laughs> that you used a little earlier. That's right. And it next up on Allison's future, legal friend. advice podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's probably about as good as legal advice from Reddit. Mm. I just saw you take a drink. Tell me what you're drinking. Sorry, I was slow on that one. It's I am ahead. drinking. Uh, when I came back from Florida, sorry for the preamble, I brought back a bunch of booze that my parents have had since I was born that they Mm -hmm. got in Mexico and they never opened it. So this is an over 40 year old bottle of brandy made in Mexico called Chevronie or Chevronet or something like that. So 40, 41, 41 year old bottle of brandy. Yeah. I mean, that actually ended up being quite fortuitous for you. Yeah, yeah. It was good um, that my dad, you know, had eyes bigger than his liver and he just bought a bunch of shit and he never drank a single fucking drop of it. Well, and we have a, a fully stocked bar and yeah. my husband is slowly, sometimes slowly making his way through it thanks to this podcast. Yeah, but he's doing it very weirdly. He's picking up the most random things. It's like he's almost picking up the dregs and saying, wait, well, let's what's left over here? I'm going to finish this bottle and I'm going to go finish this one because he always comes up with a strange mix. I've noticed that he will just kind of pick whatever two open containers are within arm's reach and put them into a glass Yeah. with a complete disregard of what that actually create. I mean, I don't, I look, I am not a mixologist, but clearly neither is he. Yeah. No, um, that's, that's definitely Joe. I done fucked it up. <laughs> yep. Actually, I have a question for you. Oh boy. Okay. So, Speaking of our friend Joe, oh. what is it like cause, uh, living at home with this gentleman? Because I can only imagine that two things come up on his mind at any given point in time. The parking situation in the neighborhood. If and you say uh, the other thing that has to do with his hobby. BBJ. We, no, this is this is a jujitsu free podcast. No, we're done. <laughs> So I think that tells us exactly uh, how that is back at home. um, Okay. So I love my husband very, very much. He is a good man. When people ask me how, like what kind of person Joe is, I say he is a good man and he loves his family. And that is evident in every single thing he does. And he does not stop talking about jujitsu. And... I am confident enough in our relationship to let all of your three listeners know that we (laughs) had a little um, exchange of words the Uh other day during which I pretty much, um, I don't want to say yelled, but I don't have a better word for it at him that all he talks about. Yes. I pointedly (laughs) mentioned loudly. Yes. I pointedly and loudly mentioned that all he talks about is jujitsu and it's driving me fucking crazy. <laughs> um, so for the past few days, he's really been on his best behavior with that. And I have also been trying to be a much more understanding wife, mm-hmm. recognizing that this is a big deal for him. 
um, the parking situation, you know, my, my wonderful husband has anxiety and that shows itself through traffic. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. Isn't Look, that because <laughs> this is a special episode just to, for you to have a contrast. Okay. This is a special episode. It's just you and me here. You know, you've got our yeah. three listeners. Nobody's listening. In fact, I'm sure like the Tweedledee and Tweedledum aren't even going to know what's happening in this one. I was going to say, are they even going to listen to this? Probably not. Probably not. So I'm going to out myself to you uh, on something. I myself have also been taking a class, not the same thing, but since January, and I have mentioned it zero times on this show, and I only mention it at home when it's time for me to go, and then when I get back. (laughs) So (laughs) you can ask Ashley for for verification of that, uh, and I I believe you. And I adore it just as much, but it's, uh, yeah, so. Joe is, the, Joe is the kind of person that will throw himself completely into whatever he's interested in. And I, I struggle to understand that because um, my hobby is researching hobbies. So <laughs> I decide I'm interested in something. I learn everything there is to know about it. I buy all the supplies and then I'm over it. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have that problem. And it just, it, it does take over his life. But he does buy a bunch of the supplies for it. Apparently he has an entire closet of rash guards, is my understanding. Uh, to be fair, I bought most of those for him for Christmas because I didn't oh. know what else to get him. That's not, well, at least, hey, you know what? You have an, e- there's the balance yeah. of power. You have an easy out on, well, what do I get him for Christmas? Just get Every another, gift. Get I another mean, birthdays, Christmas, Father's go. Day. Yep. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm covered for the next however long he's into this. <laughs> Bravo. Okay. Speaking of classes, Mm -hmm. what is one thing you've always wanted to learn, not including whatever you've been doing since January? What is one thing you've always wanted to learn, but just haven't for whatever reason? I can tell you right out, right away, piano. Why? I think that it's a versatile instrument. Um, I'm, I'm a sucker for jazzy sort of riffs. Um, it's a you can play anything on a piano. I mean, like Freddie Mercury killed it in Queen with a piano, and Tom Waits nails it with jazz. And then you have the greats of blues and everything. You know, there's so much you can do with a piano. Um, and it's also it's funny because for being such a versatile and sort of sexy, possibly sexy instrument, depending on its how it's used, it's also incredibly classy too. So yeah. you can look like you can really break it out at any party, whether it's like black tie and coattails or if it's just a bunch of drunk Irishmen, it'll still work for every group, you know? Um, I don't know. It just, it just It's always just been something I always wanted to do and I've just never, ever, ever gotten around to trying it. Even when I, you know, Ashley and I got married almost four years ago and I remember we were talking about how it would be great if, we tried to support each other like every year if somebody wanted to just try one new thing and the other person just do whatever they could to support them to that, you know? And of course, we haven't made good on that, really. <laughs> you know, we just sort of got caught up in our own lives. Not like we don't support each other, but we just never said, well, what's one thing you want to learn? What's one thing I want to learn? Um, but that's something I, I still desperately want to do. What about you? The... What would you like to learn? I mean, you research everything, so what do oh you Oh my research? God, I, I just... I just freaking learn it. Like I was um, a couple years ago, I was like, I want to learn how to make pottery. So I took myself a pottery class and that shit's hard. And I stopped. And <laughs> Did you at least make an ashtray or something? <laughs> oh, I made, um, I made a mug. 
Um, I made some coasters for a friend and I made a tie clip holder for Joe. Nice. And I finished, I took the class um, in the fall of 2019. So that tie clip holder got about two solid months of use <laughs> before the pandemic. And he started working wow. from home. He's worn a tie twice since then. So that worked for, in my favor. That's also when I bought an iron. Oh. I bought an iron in March of 2020. Perfect timing. Mm-hmm. That's great. <laughs> now yeah, it's a great it's... paperweight, right? Is that what I see on the desk um, behind you? <laughs> I use it to laminate um, paper for my kid. Oh, there you go. So you can, okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's great. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've I pretty much just kind of I would like to learn how to play the piano or the guitar or some kind of instrument. I just I, I, I'm not going to stick with it. So why bother? <laughs> <laughs> So what I, what I think is really telling about what you said, though, is it's not that you guys don't support each other. It's that you don't push each other. Yeah. And so it sounds like that's what you guys need. And need to do a little bit more pushing. Do a little bit. Well, you know, I don't think that's how you got that kid in the first place. But yeah, well, you know, that was certainly how we tried. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> good day. Hey there. <laughs> All right. So if you could, if you could change one thing, mm-hmm. I'm not going to put any parameters on it. One thing. Don't, don't be all selfless and be like, you know, solve world poverty and shit. Oh, don't worry. I probably won't. <laughs> yeah. What would you change? In the world or just about me or nope, no parameters, no parameters at all. One thing that I would change. Oh, shit. Um, damn, that's a really, really good question. Uh, what would be one thing that I would change? Um, I would change my ability to invest in piss poor stocks and cryptocurrency into investing in great stocks and great cryptocurrency because so far every option I've picked has been a dud. So yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just being like, I wish I was a millionaire. It's like, I'm just going to at least try to work for it, I guess. Yeah. Though I think being a little taller would be pretty cool too. I could probably change that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they make heels for platform shoes yeah they do have a heel for for us for us men it's not like i'm short or anything i'm just five foot eleven but you know it's like it'd be nice to see what it's like from a a six foot five vantage point probably i don't know i guess i don't know it's cooler up there it's cooler up in the up in there is it though hot air rises yeah maybe when it's out in a breezy day Okay. Also, you'd hit your head on ceilings. True. And everybody, everybody would ask you to get the shit off the top shelf. That's true. You know what? I rescind that. I would like to be shorter. Um, just want to see what it's like to to live from the opposite side. Maybe be like three foot six. Yeah. It could be yeah. like a whole new world down there. You could like carry a stepladder on a backpack. You know, I feel like I've known a guy who did that. And just access the world. Yeah. <laughs> just access the world. Just access the world. Just make it happen. With your backpack step letter. <laughs> Patent pending. Pat- oh, nice, nice. All right. That's Thank you. copyright Thank Allison you. Lux. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what I do. All right. So tell all three of your listeners about your other podcast. Oh, it's a yeah, that's, we're that's that part of the program. Concept. So I'll go first, then you go. 
So mm-hmm. the other podcast that you definitely should listen to is called Subversive Cinema. If you have any interest in weird, off-the-beaten-path movies or movies that you've heard of that are just trashy, uh, this is the show for you. Um, I go into some depth with a different group of people throughout the season over different movies. We talk about anything from... Uh, 80s blunders like Garbage Pail Kids and Howard the Duck to uh, brand new movies like this awful horror movie called Goblin to classic, you know, subversive entries like Irreversible or Hannibal, <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust and things like that. We go all over the place. Zardoz, um, The Vagrant. You know, we hit up a lot of random stuff. And uh, it's it's always a lot of fun just to to look at these movies, to learn about movies you might not have heard of. And maybe just, uh, I don't know, learn a thing or two. So that's what I'd say. Subversive Cinema. Check that out. Head on over to subversivecinemapodcast.com, and that's where you'll find it. And what about you, Allison? Well, I have to just ask a clarifying question before I pitch my admittedly boring to probably everybody listening podcast. What is What determines whether something is subversive? Okay, so what makes a film subversive? It look, it's all over the place. <laughs> there we determine it ourselves. We we try to see what how how subversive is a particular movie. For example, a talking cat featuring Eric Roberts as the epitomous talking cat, not that subversive. Um, but something like Neil Breen or Human Centipede and things like that. Those are pretty subversive. Subversion has a huge swath of meanings. It's it's essentially going under anything that challenges what you expect or or bucks the system or just in general uh, sort of is inciting. I'll give you the the definition that I usually use when when looking at this. So these are the the traits that I look at within a movie that the film is disruptive, it's seditious, it's inflammatory, it's rebellious, uh, it's corrupting, things like that. Or perhaps if it is, um, uh, what's it, you know, what's the other word here? If it's an underground sort of feeling, or, you know, insubordinate in any way as far as how cinema is or storytelling. It's all those random things. That's, that's just a general broad scope of it. But look, there's different degrees. Some things are much more crazy than others, and some things are pretty timid. So, And it's, again, it's not a scientific system. <laughs> Anything no. that's subjective, yeah, it's all going to be bullshit. But essentially, hopefully, you know, every movie on there has something kind of off about it. That's the overall thing. You can promise, you can, you can promise yourself if you watch any of the movies that we talk about, there's something fucking weird about it. So, Well, yeah, it, 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 there are movies that maybe expand your your worldview or your horizons or your preconceived notions, or maybe they just make you think or, or they might make you feel sick. One or the other. Right. They, they make you think they make you feel maybe they fuck with your head a little bit. Yeah. And sometimes they also just make you think, what the shit did I just watch? You know, um, so, yeah. we've all got those things that you're just not sure yeah. what you just watched. Exactly. Exactly. And why you kept doing it. So yeah. I'm glad that you're discussing those on purpose. That's very yeah. cool. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's a weird, it's a weird uh, thing of quirk of mine. And I have to actually credit, oddly enough, bringing it back to that was disappointing, the show for really pushing me over the edge. Because we had one episode where we talked about bad movies. And I realized how much fun it was to talk about bad movies. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to do something else. So 
Uh, Joe, Kenny, you're never going to hear this. So thank you for that. (laughs) And if they do hear it, they'll never let you hear the end of it. That's true. Though, actually, I have to look back. That might have been producer Dave at the time. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, well, whatever. Either way, Joe's not going to let you hear the end of it. No, he won't. (laughs) He won't. Um, (laughs) So, and now, what about you? Uh, So, I have a podcast. I also have a co-host who is one of my very closest friends in the whole world. And we, uh, it's a business podcast. So, my job is... Well, it's my business. I own my own business. I'm a direct response copywriter and a marketing consultant. And I, I know, again, lots of applause for me. It's a oh, big yeah. crowd. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a podcast that we talk about um, marketing and authenticity and marketing and basically making money while not being a shitty human being and the strategies that you can use to do it. It's called The System to Thrive. You can check it out at systemtothrive.com and wherever your favorite podcasts are heard. And as I mentioned, I am playing with the idea of a new podcast where I'll interview stand-up comedians. I used to work at a comedy club back when I was in my dumb 20s. <laughs> and um, I just have always had a, a heart for for comedy and local comedians who are really busting their ass to make it and want to hear some of their stories. So it's not it's not anywhere outside of my head yet and maybe a Google document of brainstorming, but. Yeah, well, once you put it done. to paper, even if it's digital, that still makes it a little bit more real. That's right. It's been bouncing around in my head for a while. So nice. taking steps. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Allison, I have to thank you for stepping in, uh, in place of your bum husband and our bum producer. <laughs> no, been, you know what? This has been a, been a lot of fun. And, um, you know, you were, you were the best man at our wedding. Actually, I wanted to bring that up because I think around the time Joe and I got married, you kind of had a 27 dresses situation going on. You were the best man at like 32 weddings. (laughs) So just about, yeah. (laughs) And I know that one of Joe's favorite things to jokingly bitch about is the fact that you re reused his bachelor party for just about every single one of them. Hey man, look, if if you get something that works, why fuck? Right? <laughs> I mean, it's called a formula. Like yeah, exactly. Okay. But um, you know, you're the best man at our wedding. <laughs> we have known each other for so long and um I just grab the opportunity to spend a few minutes chatting with you oh i appreciate it i also want you to know that despite having carbon copied some of the the routines for other people <laughs> joe is still the only one who ended up staggering home glowing oh my word yeah <laughs> we talked about that in some episode earlier sometime just go back and listen to all of them and you'll find where that is <laughs> yeah I will say the the staggered home glowing would have been the best ending for this particular episode just yes. because it was very very cinematic ending. Yeah. Um, it was. But you just had to keep going. Yeah, you know, it is. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to do it again one time. We'll kick the guys out of the room and we'll uh, we'll settle we'll yeah. settle back in for another little well, catch up. Maybe I'll interview the other two too. There you go. Oh, yeah, we, can, we can do that. We can do that. We'll make something happen. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so what was that? What was that website? One more time for your show. Uh, systemtothrive.com and yours. Subversive, Subversive Cinema, Cinema Podcast. Podcast. Com. Com. There it is. 
Oh, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a big round of applause for Allison Lex. Oh, damn, wrong window. Here it is. Ah, and because he's not here, but I did queue up a one. This is from a previous episode. We'll see how this sounds. Kenny, read us out of here. Well, first, as always, I just want to say thank you to our guests, Ryan, Kelly. Thank you for joining us and chatting about camping. Um, Oops, wrong one. That's really distracting. <laughs> Good news to the disappointed. I picked the our worst Our first one. Patreon exclusive will be a two and a half hour seminar led by our very own Joe Lex. Sweet. Graciously taking us through all of his methods of BJ. Sit back, relax your throat, and watch the master of BBJ himself. But only BBJ. If you subscribe to our Patreon channel. It's only one dollar a month. That's patreon.com forward slash that was disappointing. As always, you can find us at thatwasdisappointing.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. We release a brand new episode every Monday. Join the disappointed. Oh, I just did that. Uh find us on Facebook. We lighten your feed with odd funny shit. I don't know what is that. Facebook.com forward slash that was disappointing. <sighs> that was hard. Ooh, do it again. Do it again. We'll cut this out. Okay. Well, that was great. I'm glad I really investigated that. All right. Until next time. Thanks. I got the blues. I got the blues. I've got the BBJ.